What is up, everybody? Thank you for being patient. Welcome to KBN Live. Uh, we had some technical issues. I blame the internet in Tennessee and Florida. Uh, <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. Had to be um, all of us. <laughs> as you can see right there above me, uh, we've got a special co-host in here tonight going way back to the original beginnings of KBN After Hours. And the smooth, After Hours days. Yeah, the smooth jazz nights we had with those days. <laughs> uh, Shane Williams jumping in because uh, my partner, Ryan Lambert, is the TOC champ. Man, what? we are pumped. Everybody's excited. We were, you know, following that all weekend. So, Ryan, congrats. And we also have runner-up Jordan Marshall down there. Thanks, fellas, for, for taking the time to uh, slide on over here. I know y'all are wore out. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It, was, uh, it was worth it, though. I, I will tell you that. Yeah. What would you think of that intro, Ryan? Good time. I like it, man. I like it. I need, uh, I need a belt like that. Yeah, yeah. Right. I'm no, I'm no, I'm no Chase Tanner on the Photoshop, but I tried to slide a little something in there for you. <laughs> you earned it. Uh, you know, all three of y'all were there. I was on the sidelines back home watching and enjoyed following along with all the pictures and posts from the pre-fishing all the way through the weekend. So go around the horn, uh, start with the champ. What did y'all think about the weekend in general before we get into the tournament and, you know, what Hobie put on for the second year of their TOC? I'll let you handle that, Marshall. Well, you're the champ, big dog. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> no, so, uh, killed it, killed it. I mean, like last year, last year the experience itself is what made me want to come back. Uh, you know, whether I want any money or not. When we when we walked into the venue, in Wachita, and you know the gift bags everywhere and, and catered meals and stuff. I mean, they they just they put on such a a big show. I mean, it's such a good production, and it's not based around the production part itself. It's it's for the anglers completely. So that that is what I wanted all season long. That's what I worked for. I'm glad that I got lucky enough to win it, but just to be there for that experience, it's, it is like nothing else. So, I mean, they knocked it out of the park again. Not that I'm surprised. Jordan, what do you think, buddy? Yeah, as as soon as AJ mentioned it last year at the TOC, we we might be coming up here to, to Knoxville. I was I was excited. I I knew you know Knoxville. We had talked to them about doing the state championship, and they were eager to start getting involved with fishing stuff and, and kayak fishing uh, tournaments in general. And I knew that they had a lot to offer. You know, it was you know a great fishery, couple couple rivers that we had that were you know would really put out some good fish, and to be able to have a tournament that wasn't out in the middle of nowhere you know we had pretty good cell service all over the place and you know a big city for us to enjoy and have you know nice hotels and nice eateries and stuff like that so i i was happy start to finish and was glad everybody had fun while they were here yeah man and shane you had a front row seat to it as well you grinded all year to make it there i know you flew all the way out to california <laughs> to make it happen so what'd you, what'd you think Yeah, kind of the same deal. I, I was watching from the sidelines last year in Arkansas, and um, I made that my number one goal going into this season uh, to do whatever I could to just get to the big dance with these guys. Um, and it took a lot of work on my part. I know all these guys work all year long to make this happen. Um, so, yeah, I, I was able to fly out to Susky, um, catch some smallies out there. I was actually my first time really targeting smallies, and then turn around and fly out to the Delta, have a good time with those guys. But, um, yeah, just such a cool experience. Like Ryan said, total focus on the anglers, which was cool. They kind of introduced each of us and how we made it to that point. Um, just the whole event was very smooth. We had a good time, ate some good food. Um, definitely going to be the goal again to, uh, to get up there next year, maybe even catch a couple of fish. Yeah, man. Uh, Ryan and Jordan, are you hearing uh -oh. me still? We, we're getting a lot of uh... – yeah, yeah, I can hear you, but they're saying we're getting uh -huh. a lot of uh, live stream issues. I don't know. This seems like the most appropriate episode to have the most problems. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we can hear you while I work on it's that. It's saying – mine's saying live video interrupted, but – Yeah, mine did too. Guys, if, can, can, if you guys can still hear us at all, can anyone still hear us? Dylan Lowry said throw the whole state of Arkansas away and start over. I'll tell you, brother. <laughs> Yeah. I second that. Yeah. Uh, let's see what that we got. Jeff. 
Let's press pause for a second, boys. We're losing them. I don't know what's going on there, but uh, thank you all for being patient with us. I will probably have five viewers by the time this thing's over with it, after we fight this for the rest of the evening. But, um, oh, God. Yeah. But I think we're back. We're going to continue on with this interview. So, yeah, the, the event <laughs> was uh, obviously a huge success, unlike this live stream tonight. But uh, let's jump into pre-fishing the tournament. I mean, Ryan, you just won the state tournament up there. Yeah. Uh, did you know, have confidence that that was going to hold up, you know, just two weeks later? I had no confidence at all that it was going to hold up a few weeks later. But seeing seeing what I saw in the state tournament, I knew that if I got back on those fish, that Jordan Marshall's the only person in that tournament that could beat me, honestly. Uh, I, I, I didn't pre-fish it at all, and I <laughs> – I apologize to Shane. I'm like, dude, we are not going there. <laughs> we are not going to pre-fish it. I can't afford to sort of let one of those fish. We'll go anywhere else. I was like, but trust me, on tournament day, that's uh, that's the spot, man. And Shane Shane left. So uh, clearly he was upset about it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but no, I didn't I didn't know they were going to be there. It was just a complete, you know, gut, just gut feeling, like literally. That's That's all I could think about from the time that I left state was like, man, if those fish are there for the TOC, I can win this. And I had no idea if they were going to be there. <laughs> and they were Go, there. Going into that event, I, I would have paid Lambert money to fish that spot because I didn't think there was any chance at all. Those fish are going to stay there. And I think I ragged him for two weeks saying he was the luckiest person. You I did. Knew to catch those fish in that spot because I floated both those rivers a lot and, and I fished that stretch and he was on quite a bit too. And I, I don't recall ever catching a fish where he's at on that little spot and and I don't ever recall seeing a school of fish that big because there was a lot of fish there and I figured it up between you and your, your pirates on day two. I think I think y'all gave up, that spot gave up like five 90-inch limits in, in two days. I mean, that's, if not more, man, I mean, that's, that's, that's incredible, and, and what a good fishery that is to, to give away, you know, one spot or not. I mean, that's impressive what was put up this weekend. And we saw we saw bigger fish. You know, Lance was fishing pretty good ways down the river from where that was, a few hundred yards on the opposite side. He was catching a lot of quality fish. Um, I pulled that 18.5 down on those shoals below <laughs> that, so they, they were – they were in the area, not just concentrated in that little. Coley school, McGowan, Joseph Sanderson, they were all. We were yeah, all yeah. right. We were all in this one area, and I mean, it was it was turning out some really good fish both days. So day two, I, I know we can get in more detail on day one, but day two, it seemed like some of the folks that shared that water with you didn't quite have the same success you did. Uh, day two was a little tougher. I mean, conditionally we had, you know, we had that weather moving in and I think that definitely slowed the bite down. It didn't, I, I needed those fish where I was at specifically. I had never hit them before like nine 30. I like to let the sun get up a little bit, you know, air temp warms up, but I think the sun was the key to turning that bite on, but there was, we had some new faces show up at my ramp on day two. So one of those new faces had uh, proclaimed that he was going to go up there and try to wreck my smallmouth and get in my head at the captain's meeting after day one. And sure enough, he's the only one that goes up the river from the ramp. And I'm like, damn, here we go. So I was like, hey, man, you know, the, the film crew's there. I'm like, hey, like, we're wrapping this up. I'm about to launch. Just please don't hit this spot right here. You know, trying to be polite, like, just don't hit that and we'll be good. So I had to go sit on it because <laughs> I had somebody way too close for my comfort level. I don't like that. So I went and sat there and, and fished it earlier than I wanted to. 
And to be honest, I think that that hurt that flurry of bites that I that I would normally get at nine thirty. I had. Uh, We're still getting complaints in the comments yeah. about a bad connection. Uh, appreciate y'all being with us. We'll see if we can get this thing to work. Is it? Yeah, it's, your, it's your face, Jordan. Oh, in, that's real. That's that's scary. All right, we're live again. Uh, I've got clear pictures everywhere. I've restarted everything I can. Uh, do your worst with the memes in the in the comments, please. We, we need we need that for motivation to prevent this from ever happening again. Um, but anyway, I don't know where we left okay. off. But if you're in the, if you're jumping back on with us, you're one of the five or six people that are jumping back on with us. Please let us know if everything looks better and you can hear us. Because if it doesn't, we'll shut this thing down like. Uh, Forever, like Ryan shut down Steelers <laughs> on Sunday. Uh, Shoot, yeah. So we were to, everybody comment, let us know where we're at. But yeah, sorry about the difficulties, but we're gonna get back to the tournament talk itself. Uh, day one, day two, Jordan. I, you know, before the tournament even started, people thought you were one of the favorites. Ryan was even saying that. Uh, I you didn't really submit your fish early on day one. And I was kind of waiting to see where you were by the end. Were, were you in a bad spot, or were you holding them on purpose? I would have been more than happy to submit my fish as early as possible, but it's hard to submit anything when you don't have any fish to submit. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, I struggled uh, for the for the morning. Um, I think at 11 o'clock or 11, 11 o'clock on day one, I had um, – two or three fish that were that were small and one decent large mouth which was strange I, I didn't even catch a small mouth on day one until after 11 o'clock and if you had told me that was about to happen i probably would have had a meltdown um and, and day two was kind of the same um i got to my spot about the same time i started catching fish on on day one and right about where when i got to a good little section uh, of, the, of the river with a couple of creeks coming in uh it was about the time we got that little squall and uh it was, it was it was rough, and I was I was about to have a meltdown because I, I wasn't catching anything. I had the um, just a, just a couple fish, and they were pretty small. And Lambert was posting his fish, and I, I was getting frustrated. And I, I mean, I was happy for him, <laughs> but I was I knew bullshit. You were you were pretty quiet. That. You're pretty quiet throughout the day. I'm trying to make sure you still have your phone on you. Yeah, so I, I, I turned my phone off until I caught five fish both days straight up. And, and day two, I know y'all are worried about me because I hear that thing blowing up. And, uh, and I, didn't, I didn't get my fifth fish till 1.30 on day two. And So took, your bite yeah. was, was dependent on weather a lot. Yeah, you needed it that was, uh, it was dependent on sunshine. The it was yeah. dependent on the sun straight up. Um we, we don't get really high flowing water like that a whole lot. Um, and normally if we do, you know, we've, it seems to be when I'm on it, we've, we've pretty much got better weather. Um, and I fish when it's, when the water's been high, I fished it with the sun out more than anything. And that's what I'm comfortable with. And that's just kind of what I was used to. So I, I couldn't catch them unless the sun was out. Um, and then, you know, one thirty, the, the sun came out. Um, I caught my fifth fish and by two o'clock I had cold, like three or four of the fish that I had it won. So luckily the yeah. sun came out and, and everything, you know, worked out okay. But man, I was I was having a meltdown. I, I threw a rod in the river on Sunday. <laughs> I, I, I snapped that thing and I threw it in the water. I, I lost a twenty inch fish and I, I knew I was like that there there goes any chance I had at, you know, putting a crazy limit together. But luckily things settled yeah. down pretty quick. I put a nineteen and a quarter in the boat and, and it was all right. That could feel better. Yeah. We, I mean, we fish obviously all over the country and we, we've been in some pretty rough conditions, but that river moving, you know, as much as they were pulling, was already a little scary in some places if you weren't, you know, on high alert and you mix in that wind and rain that came through, um, it, it got really squirrely out there for a little while. Yeah, it, it was nuts. Um, right, right about the time those gusts came through, um, you know, the Holston and the French Broad were both moving really fast. Um. And I was trying to go downriver because I had about 15 miles to do. And I was, you know, hitting hitting a few hundred yard stretches. And then I'd move a quarter mile or a half mile or whatever and fish the next stretch of the river. And I was trying to move spots about the time that that wind came through after after trying to fish that little stretch that I liked. And I was pedaling about as hard as I could. And I mean, at some points I was moving backwards up the river because that was the way the wind was blowing. There was nothing I could do except just paddle between gusts of wind. Yeah. 
So were you, how many different river arms were there people trying to fish that, you know, flowing water that were flowing into that area? Was it everybody piled into that one where you were, Ryan, just different sections or were there multiple, multiple little creeks? And rivers? Uh, I, I mean, I think most of the people that cut checks were, were on the French broad, if I'm not mistaken. I know Marshall, you, you fished the Holston, right? And I think Drew Gregory yeah. said he, he fished the Holston, but I mean, it seemed like for the most part, it, it was the broad. But I mean, talking talking to the local guys, and Jordan can speak to this a lot more. Generally speaking, the Holston will show out a little more than than the French Broad will on normal years. But apparently, there, there's been something something in the water. Uh, that, me personally, a little different. Me personally, I think if if you want to just say, hey, you know, you go out and catch the biggest smallmouth, you got one chance to catch the biggest smallmouth. I would probably lean towards the French Broad. I think it's got you know a, a a better ceiling as far as like catch catching a giant goes. Um, I, I've I've got really good fish off of both, um, but I, I think the Holson's a little more consistent, and I probably fish it just a little bit more. So that's kind of where I felt more comfortable. Plus, on day two, I was the only person that floated that stretch of river, and on day one, there were only two other people there, and one of them posted up at the mouth of mouth of a creek, and I never even saw the other one. I just saw their boats first thing in the morning, and you know. I know the I know how busy the French Broad was, and I figured it was going to be that way. So, I, I I stuck with what I figured was going to suit me the best. So, kind of going along with that, Jordan, you mentioned you had the river to yourself. There there were definitely a lot more guys on the French on the second day, um, and for the most part, I think they were very respectable of of Ryan and kind of what he was doing, knowing that he was very likely going to win the event you know by the way uh things were going but maybe y'all could speak on kind of the the etiquette or the courtesy especially on that level you know being at the tournament champions kind of what what your process should be as an angler and a competitor i, I actually had a really good etiquette experience this weekend um after day one um drew gregory came up to me after the after the captain's meeting and was like hey man you know i heard where you fished i was thinking about floating down to where you were you know, I just want to make sure you weren't coming up and fishing something. You know, we're, I mean, I told him, I was like, man, you know, we're, we're going to be quite a few miles apart. I don't, I don't care if you, you fish that, you know, but, to, you know, he, he knew as well as I did that if he was putting in where he was and coming down to me, that even if I wanted to go up that stretch a, a good ways, you know, that we, we probably wouldn't even have seen each other. And, you know, yeah. I, I appreciate that a lot, you know, for, for Drew to do that because, you know, he's, he's a big name guy and has spent a lot of time on the river. And I, I did really appreciate that. So that, that's a good etiquette story from this weekend. So take that. Yeah, I, I have several of, of those. So, I mean, we, myself and Shane, day one, we pulled into the ramp where I wanted to launch. And, you know, there was Joseph Sanderson, uh, Lance Colby, Matt Ball and Jody Queen putting in. And I was like, let's watch and see, you know, which way they go. They went down river and I was like, man, I am not floating a river behind jody queen that's <laughs> not <laughs> yeah. not what i'm trying to not do a lot of so we're gonna look at the that. next ramp up and we're gonna go five miles higher and we'll let the fish settle down a little bit and we'll come down so we did that and we talked to jody and matt you know at the ramp uh when we took out that afternoon and they saw the limit that i had and and they didn't even come back to that that ramp where they launched the next day they're like you know we're staying out of the area i talked to lance coley he said hey where's your spot i told him he told me where his was and we you know had a gentleman's agreement like that's your side this is my side and and this is how it's going to go and i think like when you're talking about the top 50 guys in the country guys and girls in the country like you expect that like you spent no telling how many thousands of dollars chasing this dream you expect that courtesy so you know after day one, I'm getting messages when we were at dinner, Shane, and, and people are like, oh, you know, this guy said he's going to go up there and cut in on your small mouth and try to get in your head and all this shit. Like, I try to, like, be cool and personable, <laughs> but that makes me so mad. Like, why, if you can't find your own fish, why are you wasting time to figure out where somebody else is and try to go cut in on theirs? Like, how are you yeah. going to try to ruin a check for somebody else just because you can't find them? That's not professional, and I don't I, – that that really did piss me off. Everybody else was so cool. You know, Coley McGowan came floating down. He and I talked, and he's like, hey, man, you know what? He stopped. When he saw me, 
because the camera yeah, was there. He, he completely the stopped, reeled his stuff up, and he's like, hey, where are you fishing here? I was like, no, nah, man, I'm just out roaming around right now, you know, trying to let my spot chill out. And that, that, that shows so much respect. Joseph Sanderson, he wouldn't even fish past the bridge where I, like, where I was fishing. He's like, I ain't even fishing past that, dude. That's, that's you. I mean, that's, that's it. That's respect. That's etiquette. That's awesome. But, you know, on the flip side, <laughs> I had a person that I asked two or three times not to do that. And it's the person that made those comments at the, at the captain's meeting that launched and went, you know, <laughs> straight toward where I caught my 19 and a half inch smallmouth. Uh, I was taking the mic off to give back to the camera boat. And this, this current's moving about 10 miles an hour. So I drift down a pretty good bit. I'm kicking back and he has slid into the, the spot, the 40 yard stretch that I've asked him twice not to. And that makes me furious. Like that got, that got in my head bad. I got so pissed off and I was more determined to win win the damn tournament on that single spot because of that like that that infuriated me and that i think that's really what made me so like i guess like emotional like when i finally got that fifth fish it was like a nail in the coffin you know i was like man, so there were a lot of factors all, working against you i'm like man after all this stuff like this is this is it this is what doing the right thing <laughs> means and there's so obviously we in this situation you want to give the guy ample room to fish his entire area he's got a shot at the championship any other tournament you know common courtesy at least a casting distance or more 50 yards wherever you want to go by but there was a shot that i saw from the camera boat where it looked like you two were damn near touching kayaks i mean right there together so the shot from the camera boat i, I went and hit that spot first thing in the morning and shane you know where i caught that 19 and a half so yeah i I pull off the spot and I go up, you know, to that little eddy where you caught that 17 and a half, that current break. So I get up there and I see, I see this guy coming back down toward me and we pass and talk. And that's when the, the camera boat, you know, he was going, going around. And that was the second time I'd ask him as he was going back. I was like, please don't hit that spot. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm leaving alone for a few minutes, let those fish reset. And that's when they took that picture. But when I approached him, when he was on the spot, he continued to hang around and talk like four feet, five feet off my kayak, looking at my baits, watching what I'm throwing, you know, talking about the, the approach that I'm making with my baits to catch these fish. And I'm like, I'm about to explode inside. Like I could feel my yeah. ears red. I'm like, what is happening? Like there's here? not enough pressure. Did he, <laughs> did, did he catch he one? Right. Hell no. And as soon as he left, I caught a 19 and a half. Let's go. Everybody in the comments is wanting you to name drop and burn this guy. Are we just going to leave it alone? Or are you, are you going to uh, light, <laughs> light this thing up? Dude, I, I, Joe Camiotti, don't, don't ever do that shit again. Ever. In any tournament that you're ever in. And I know you try to play it off like, oh, this was the spot. Like, come on, man. I mean, be careful. Be careful what kind of shit you step in, man. Yeah, for real. Uh, all of us can learn from that because that is uh, absolutely ridiculous. Whether it's a local tournament, a state championship, a regional tournament, or a national tournament, you don't do that to someone, especially someone you know that is in contention to win an event uh, or sure. in the top five. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Bad practice. So, uh, But to reiterate again, just to end on a positive, by far a lot more of the guys that we ran into uh, were very respectable. And I – I launched there with Ryan, of course, and, you know, he had this bank all the way down, and Lance wanted that other bank, so I took off down river and tried to put something else together, but <laughs> didn't work out. But, you know, that's kind of what you have to do when, when somebody's chasing the, the big, big prize. Yeah, yeah. And I appreciate that. Uh, Shane, I mean, hats off to you, too, because you were fishing with me day one. We got on that spot, and, and you know, I caught those fish, and I pulled off of it. I knew when I hit 95 – that I would only be doing more harm if I, if I personally sat there and tried to cull up on those fish. So I was like, Shane, take another, you know, 35, 40 minutes, whatever, and sit here. But, but please, if you don't, you know, if you don't get something out of that, yes, yeah. yeah. come on down I, and let these sit. And I appreciate it. I, know I would have loved to sat there all day. Dude, and, and I, I know, I know but. it's, I know it's hard for me to even ask you that, but I knew um, like, I knew what was in there. Man. <laughs> that yeah. was just money sitting on the bottom, brown dollar bills right there. <laughs> Hey, we got some questions coming in. Uh, 
Let's see. Kyle Long asked about the Ned. He said you pulled out the Ned rig on day two, maybe day one and two. He said, is that a time Honestly, rig? man, I came down the river and I busted a 19 and a half inch smallmouth on up from the spot. That was a bonus. That's why I told Shane anything we catch between here and there is a bonus fish. So I caught it on a sling blade Z white spinner bait. Pretty, pretty standard river fishing attire there. I took that down to the spot. Uh, I had one short strike it, and that upset me a little bit on that spot. I threw back in and jacked it, and I think it was, what, like a 19 chain? It was a, it was another yeah. good fish. It was either 19 or 20. But after you catch a couple of those with the moving bait, they, they're like, uh, I mean, they're in a tiny pot. Like, I'm throwing under one specific limb, and all these fish are are right there and i have no idea i, I want one of what's a little hobie sponsoring thing the aqua view thing i want to run that down there and take a look yeah. at it and see what it is because there is some little pile of magic right there but anyhow i had to switch to a net after that so i i just i ned rigged them i ned rigged the hell out of them i couldn't get them to hit anything moving on day two i literally sat there with a copper truce big trd on a ned head my brand new G Loomis rod, Steve O picked up for me, and I could feel every little bump on the bottom. And, and I mean, it, it did it, man. It did it. I had one jump up in a tree, hit the net, and jumped up into that tree limb and wrapped up. And that was my fourth fish. And I was like, God, like, you know, I'm never going to get a limit out of here. I uh, ended up getting it in the net. But yeah, that's uh, old Ned. Old you Ned. need something to save the day. Bust them out. Don't hesitate. So uh, there you go. Dylan Lowry wants to see your mullet, Jordan, and and also what 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 were you running over there? Yeah, where you were fishing? Were you running a uh, moving bait pattern or covering water, or was it a little single spot like that? Is that like Ryan had? I, I had a couple like key stretches, but um, for the most part, it was cover as much water as possible and make as many procasts as possible. Pro son, pro cast. Pro cast. <laughs> Um, they were, they were tucked right up against the bank and small little eddies on, you know, rock, uh, not really bluffs, but, you know, banks that had a lot of rock on it, you know, chunk rock and places like that, um, riprap and, you know, it was covering, knowing where those places were at and, you know, covering water between them and, you know, just making a bunch of casts when you got to those places. Cause I mean, the river was flowing like crazy. So it was, you know, Cash, cash, cash. You know, you'd make a cast and Roger coming up on a limb. You end up yeah. throwing it in reverse and pedaling as hard as you can so you don't get caught up in, in limbs and things like that. And it was um it, it was it was hectic, but it was make a lot of casts and cover as much water as possible for the most part. Now did you have as well as you know that float, did you have specific casts in your head that you were gonna make or was it every little eddy or you know rock pile you were pitching to that as you went um it, it was mostly it wasn't necessarily specific casts. it was like um specific stretches of of rock i'm talking like 20 yard stretches and um it's it's actually funny one of the last fish that i caught was was underneath the dock and i i've always said every time i floated by that um it's normally really really shallow and they have big old chunk rocks underneath their their little overhang dock um and i always thought i was like man if, if the water was ever high enough there's a spot right there for a fish to be and mm -hmm. sure enough when i got down there i didn't touch it on day one because you know i was relatively comfortable with my total and i didn't want to touch anything on that last mile of that flow because i put up 90 inches multiple times just on that last mile and kind of left it alone on day one and day two i absolutely hammered the crap out of it for the last two hours and that's where quite a few of my bites came from but i flipped under that one dock and sure enough there was a fish right where i always figured there would be one when the water was up so it was you know it was nice to have that kind of you know knowledge of the river it helped yeah. out a lot man it really did and i, I threw a spinnerbait both days all day just custom spinnerbaits that i've piddled with and you know custom custom colors and blades and things like that so uh, mark springer asked about bow control he said that had to be a key for everybody that was fishing those rivers that 360 was clutch man i mean honestly i, I know jordan you hadn't <laughs> you hadn't bought in on, on it yet but i'm telling you dude uh especially like you know trying to trying to get out of those current seams that especially around that bridge it'll just hold you there that you can't hardly fight out of with that wind that was that was definitely a clutch move yeah you got to think 
typically with with any kind of boat, but with you know majority of the pedal drive boats, you're you're only steering when you're pushing water past your rudder. <coughs> and the way that current was moving down river, you're not going to get any water past your rudder unless you're really kicking. But with the three six, you'd be able to just turn that drive and kick out of those little situations. I, I got into some really scary. I'm not scary, but pretty sketchy little places, you know, in some backwater, trying to find some fish that weren't being hit. And it, it really was a big help to be able to kick out of there, you know, change direction on a dime. Jordan, you need to ease on over there and buy that one off of Drew. Nah, I, already, I already hit him up on it, son. Oh. I tried to give him that $30,000 check. I was going to take it home. <laughs> I want me an orange. I want me an orange 360. Nah, that, that, that orange 360 belongs to Knoxville. You know that. Yeah, that's a that's a slick looking boat, man. It, it was nice, man. It's a real nice boat. Uh, and it Joshua was cool. Sharp was talking about the weight of the net heads. Uh, just use them in slack water. Where I was catching those fish was not slack water. You had to use a heavy. I was using a very heavy net head because the retrieve that I wanted it to have, I wanted the current bringing it back to me, but not so heavy that it was getting hung up. So I wanted it just bouncing, just bouncing on the top of the rocks. So I had. I had a stiff line, and I, as my boat was floating, the Ned was just slapping the rocks, and that's that's what it took to trigger those bites. Yeah, you had to be in contact with the bottom. You yep. you weren't to get anything. I think Coley and uh, Balaba from California had the same experience with that little stretch that they found with the grass. You, you had to be getting down there deep enough um, to be in contact with something for those fish to react to it. And Balaba was another guy that I forgot to mention that that he was displayed he was great, yeah. so much respect. I mean, honestly, like hats off to those guys. I I really appreciate it. Hey, so on uh, day two, uh, did you did you two talk uh, at all, Jordan and Ryan, before the weigh in? Did you know Did you know you <laughs> hey, had it in the bag? Or? Boy, when when Jordan Marshall, when we are fishing a tournament against each other, that boy ain't communicating like that. We we are off the grid. It's the gloves are off. Jordan gets so pissed off, especially if I put up fish. He won't. Sometimes he won't talk to me after the tournament. So I know damn well he ain't gonna talk to me during the well, tournament. Well, I mean, I, I even mean before the weigh-in. Did you have? Did you know you had it? <laughs> so I, I not don't know. not I until mean, we rolled up. I mean, I saw him post fish when we were on the water, but I mean, I don't. I, I try. I, I I was trying to stay off my phone this weekend until I got five fish. I'll tell you, I didn't think I was in any danger until I was coming out of the polygraph room and Jordan was going in. And I was like, damn, what has he done? Like, is he, he just hang 100 inches on me? Like, man. Uh, somebody asked, are you going to spend some of that money, Ryan, on a live scope? <laughs> James, I don't run a regular depth finder. I damn sure ain't going to run a 360 one. <laughs> hey, hey, yeah. hey, tell Good us about your uh, bag of Ned, Ned rigs as a flag back there. What's that about? <laughs> Oh so I lost I lost my flag off my little yak attack, whatever the little pole is. And we, in TBKA, you have to have a 360 flag. So for cast, the Tennessee State Championship, I lost my flag. And I was like, dang, I got to tie something on this pole. So I just grabbed a, grabbed a pack of hula sticks and tied them up there. And Terry Golden was cracking up. The cameraman thought it was hilarious. He's like, what is on your pole? I was like, it's, it's a little sack of hulas, man. It's a good luck charm. You never know when times get tough. Yeah. yeah. Get some <laughs> Emergency reserve. That cameraman got all kind of goofy stuff from us this weekend. Oh, yeah. So Shane dropped his keys down the elevator shaft at the hotel from the fifth floor. And uh, I was like, dang, because we were going to do a float. And I was like, you got to have two trucks for a float. <laughs> this yeah, that was late Friday night. Yep. So we went, we were kind of scrambling, and I was like, dude, why don't we try – well, first of all, I was freaking out thinking we were done. Shane goes down to the first floor, and Shane, you can take it from there. My Initially, I just went up to the, the calendar, and I was like, listen, I, I got to – Take that elevator out. out. We, got, uh, we, we, got, we got to snatch this whole thing out of here. We got a championship in the morning. Uh, so they were on the horn with the uh, elevator maintenance company, and um, – Shane, the cameraman, happened to walk by and kind of overheard what was happening. He's like, no, 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 y'all hang on right now. I'm going to go get the big camera. We're going we're to film this ordeal. And um, they were trying to rig something up. I happened to shine a flashlight in the, this little one-inch crack in the, in the elevator into the shaft, and I could see my keys by miracle sitting at the bottom of this. It was probably another four or five foot to the very bottom of the elevator shaft. I was like, man, we can get these bad boys. So we uh, – 
Ryan ended up, we walked back out and got a rod and tied a little treble hook on it. And Thanks uh, to Matt Scotch. Thank you for the treble hook. Yeah, shout out to Scotch <laughs> for the hook. Because neither one of us, I can tell you right now, neither of us had any treble hooks anywhere near us. So, uh, yeah, that came in clutch. We got those out and uh, only lost my keys one other time this weekend. So, not bad. That's, that's not my bad. boy. Yeah, yeah. That's all. Awesome. When AJ when AJ's on me, like, dude, hurry up, get back, get back to the check in, get back to the check in. We gotta do a polygraph. Don't drink any beer. Don't drink any beer. Don't drink any beer. He said that like ten times. So I was like, AJ, come on, bro. Yeah, I wonder why he's so insistent on that. <laughs> and then then we get I get Shane back to his truck and he's like, dude, I don't have my keys. And I'm like, <laughs> get it. Like, we're going. I was like, just leave your truck here under this bridge. We'll get it some other time. Like, <laughs> we gotta go. <laughs> Where were they, Shane? They were very, very safe in uh, one of my waterproof Plano boxes, which is something I've never done before. I usually That's always a pro put them... move, though, Shane. It is That's a pro a move. PKA move, buddy. PKA. Highly recommend. PKA. PKA. Oh, I, I usually put them in my center hatch bucket with my wallet, and my wallet was right there where I've put it a million times. Um, so I naturally assumed the keys had fallen out or gotten lost somewhere down river. Um, I'd already ordered a locksmith and everything to, you know, rekey my, my truck, blah, 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 <laughs> sitting in a Plano box. Those, those rivers did claim some keys this weekend though. They claimed they, a lot they of got stuff a few this weekend. Things, yeah. Anybody turtle? I, I don't, dude, we, uh, as soon as we pulled in, Matt Ball, the current hit his kayak. Jody Queen was backing in and it flipped his yak off the trailer like that. He didn't lose anything. I think he broke his fish finder, and then one of his rods was weakened, and he broke it on a 20-inch smallmouth. Oh, the wow. rod snapped in and the hand yeah. the fish cut off. <laughs> wow. He yeah. didn't know that there was a crack in the rod, and he's fighting this uh, giant smallie, and you know, just a hairline fracture from flipping ended up snapping the rod in half, losing the fish. That's You talk about heartbreak, man. What a disaster. Hey, uh, Eric Thompson asked t- – to ax, he said ax Jordan about his new rod. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you use during the TOC? Did you have a special so rod? I, I, yeah, shout, shout out to shout out to Eric. He uh, he he handed me a, a caching rod for for the weekend, and I, uh, I I I put my I had two spinnerbait rods set ups, and and I actually caught like nine of my ten fish that I turned in on one of those brand new cachings. So. I was, Are you going to join the Cashin team, the family, Cashin family? Cashin family. I I don't I don't know. That's you know I, I really like the rod. I really did. I, I I mean honestly, I've never really had any experience with them and picked them up in a tackle shop a few times and you know wasn't really sure about the whole grip scenario whether it was going to be slick in the rain and man I threw that thing all day Sunday through the squall and I, I didn't have no trouble dropping it. You know, nice. I, I like it, man. It was it was a nice rod. That's not the one we did in have- the river. What did you say? That's not the one you threw in the river. That's not the one you threw into the river. <laughs> no, I've learned when I throw rods in the river and break rods through anger, I break the cheap rods. So shout out to Lou's for that cheap rod. That Jordan I Jordan carries extra rods just to break. Like he grabs one out of the sack. And just it's just like a it's like it's like an arrow. You just pull yeah. it out and just sling it out. The Dude, grab an ugly stick out of the quiver. I broke my Abu Gar. I had an Abu Garcia rod that I won, like the rocket combo or whatever, that native tournament. I broke it on a jig on camera with the freaking camera on. And I said, thanks, Abu Garcia, and slung the broken piece around my head. I'm, I'm surprised Thomason didn't ask about my bullshad meltdown. That's that's normally what he brings up, my bullshad meltdowns. Well, we're going to ask about it. Tell us about that one, George. Um. Long, long story short, I, I like to throw bullshads. I've, I've got one sitting right here, strange enough. And, uh, you know, bullshads ain't cheap. And uh, I, I've got custom-painted bullshads and different ones. And I, I've been known to lose my mind a couple times if I hang up a bullshad in the river because you can't always get back to it because it's, it's moving. So I, I've lost a couple bullshads in the river. And I've, I've come with a time or two. And now anytime I get mad during a tournament, it's, it's bullshad meltdown. So... Well, you got ten. We, uh, you got ten k to go towards bullshit. You're good, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't buy me about ten. Up. <laughs> man. We did have it, Thompson. Though he was he was super accommodating. I know he helped Jordan out a lot, but he, yeah, he, you know the whole week he was offering to shuttle people and and you know pitch in. And I, I really wanted him to qualify in the shootout. He is another 
stick on that river up there. And I kind of want to meet him and Marshall to go one, two, three. No offense, Christine. I'm glad glad you were there with us. But I just I wanted the Tennessee boys to to come through strong on this one. I saw somebody yeah. gave her cred for uh, being a Tennessean already. They said three Tennessean people. Yeah. yeah, there you go. She, she is. got a house. Hey, she lived like three you weeks get now? that address, son. You're official. All right. AJ's a Tennessee boy now, too. He wears that UK thing, but he's a Tennessee boy now. Except on, yeah. Saturday, except on one Saturday a year, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, no, all basketball season. <laughs> Don't forget about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we did have oh, one angler shoot. that um, – what Saturday morning got into a really bad situation, uh, just just south of where they launched. They um, ended up getting stranded on on an island, and uh, they had to get the, I guess the local rescue team out there to to get him taken care of. So they it, said they were in an old town, Jeff, and they said as soon as the water hit the old town, it just flipped right over. I don't believe just split and, split in half. Did you believe that instant ejection? The, the island where they got stranded is approximately 20, 20 yards from the boat ramp. So That's yeah, right there. We fished they, it. Yeah, me, me and Shane floated we it. We tried Shane to. Yeah. Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah, we didn't that, try they, to they didn't make it very far. We tried to single access it. We ended up doing a 10-mile float. <laughs> Same thing I did Sunday. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I've been there. you're good at that. I've been there. Yeah. Well, uh, if you guys have any more questions and comments, we, we have a big – viewership tonight still sitting around 80 even after i think four tries of getting this thing going so we appreciate everybody staying with us sticking with us tonight if you got any more questions throw them in there um you know you guys finished one two in the tournament and uh, you know along with just the tournament itself you got those hobie worlds invites and i don't even think uh, oh my gosh i don't even think jordan realized he had it till they were halfway through the aoy speech no he, not he, at all i think no. i think C- christine texted me on sunday afternoon yeah. and and I told her, I was like, I was like, girl, you lived in Tennessee for three weeks. I said, you don't forgot how to count. I was like, there's no way on earth I'm, I'm anywhere close to that. And, you know, it didn't hit me until they started announcing, you know, me, Christine, and Ron, and Drew, and I get up there, and I'm kind of looking, looking around, and I'm like, okay, Christine was like a point or two behind me coming into this, and she finished behind me, and I'm standing up there, and she's talking, and it kind of hit me. I was like, holy freaking crap i mean I, this this is happening and, and me and lambert were joking around before before you know the, the the check-in started at all i mean we're sitting there you know eat, eating that great food that they provided for us and, and we were joking around like man how cool would it be if both of us ended up going to worlds and you know that's you know i feel sorry for whatever country or whatever place <laughs> that's gonna be a show go ahead and put a cameraman on us <laughs> 20 24 7 <laughs> Oh man, that, that was that was unreal, and I I guess uh, there was a little confusion there, right there during the the AOI presentation, and that was yeah. pretty funny stuff. I mean, they run a tight ship, so I know that was just a, a little hiccup there, and you know, otherwise that was that was almost my second bullshit meltdown of the day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I looked the, at Jordan's face, and I could just see like, oh gosh, <laughs> it was it was halfway pale because I thought I was going to be sick, and half of it was getting red. I, <laughs> it was it was bad. <laughs> Oh man! Well, uh, Ron Ron came in and and said, "Wait a minute now, check check that for a second. And AJ quickly, yep. quickly caught himself, made a joke out of it, and laughed it off. And you're in there, man. You're in there. So unbelievable to to see that happen. And I want to I want you guys going international. That's right. Go full. You guys can do our do our foreign relations after after Biden. Yeah. Put us in. <laughs> Put us in, cuz. Yeah. Um, what about that AOY race, man? Because I mean, that Jordan, you climbed up there real quick, like I said, and got that." that world's invite but that got turned on double its, that got turned on its head quick double oh, double yeah. points at yeah, TLC, was, man that was, that was a game changer that's uh, gonna make me look like i know how to fish <laughs> that knocked out two or three of my trash tournaments <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and obviously oh man pay respects to russ for the season that he had and jody those guys beat up on us all season long <laughs> um yeah it, that was very, very impressive to watch. And I, I think Russ and well. Jody won about half the tournaments for the year, didn't they? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. between those you two, saw for them, sure. they were the ones to beat without a doubt. Yep. Yeah, when uh, AJ called folks up and I was watching the stream, I thought there was a mix. I'm like, what, what's going on? Yeah, I was like, there's, this, there's this no way. Right. And yep. That's Russ, why you don't I, quit. I, think I, came, I came into that the, the TOC like 14th or maybe 15th in points, and it was – 
I mean, that's that's crazy to, to jump that high. I mean, it was – you know, that, that double points really mixed things up. Hey, let, me, let me ask you this. Did that uh, Darnell play, tournament play into your final point total, Jordan? Was it one of your three keepers? It, 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 it did. It was it was one of my three three keepers. So, shout yeah. out for Jeff for trying to convince me to go out there and and uh, so my, my mom and dad for talking to me about going out there and, and my buddy Drew that I was hitting golf balls with that, that Thursday night right before I left to drive drive out there. So, we, we, were was, trying, we were trading some DMs, and Jordan's like, tell me the truth, man. Is that trash? Is it worth coming over there? <laughs> I was you. I was fully prepared to put all my eggs in, in the Coosa River basket and or, or the shootout. Um, you know, I live probably 10 or 15 minutes, uh, you know, from Teleco, so I, I was pretty comfortable with Teleco. But, you know, I, I didn't want to put all my eggs in, in one basket. And, you know, luckily I signed up with like an hour left and, and drove all night to get out there, so. It's, it, it, it was clutch. Off, son. Would, it would have never it was clutch. played out the way it was. Yes, sir. That was awesome. Uh, and I'm glad guys, I, I hate to I hate to be uh, I hate to be killing the vibe here. I got to jump over and uh, the paddle and fin guys jump on their their thing real quick. Uh, I, I can jump off the call. I just want to say thank you to everybody. Uh, I really appreciate all the the posts and messages and texts and the support. I mean, seriously, I I don't. I never thought that I would be in that position. And every time I opened my phone to submit a fish was just freaking 10 million notifications. I, I really, I can't even express, you know, and you guys for hanging out and celebrating. Like it was, it was awesome. I'm sorry. I got a little heated earlier that that still kind of pushed my buttons, but uh, you know, it was a great event. I wouldn't change, wouldn't change anything about it. It was awesome. Thanks to Jim and Jackson. Always, you know, huge, positive, just positive vibes everywhere they go. They hung out with us last night, and it was it was a great experience. Uh, so thank you. Thank you to the nation. Thank you to my homeboys. I am going to jump off here. I'll let y'all continue on. All right, brother. Thank See you, guys. Congrats again. Hey, and, and Jordan and Shane, we, we don't have to keep this going on that long because I know we took four swings at it before we got it going. But <laughs> is, there, is, there, is there anything else you guys want to touch on before we wrap it up tonight? And I'll get this thing all edited for the audio podcast later so it sounds sounds better. Nice me. and smooth. Yeah. You should, oh. shout, out, shout out to Hobie, man. They, they ran a smooth trail the whole year with, you know, Plenty, plenty of reasons to for things to go wrong. You know, AJ, Kevin, uh, they, everybody did a great job, man. That's that's impressive what they do uh, tournament. You know, year in and year out, and to do it this year again and, and blow everything out of the water all the way through to the TOC, man. It was it was fantastic. So, yeah, good, there, good, there was many, them. many challenges as you could ever want to try to run a, a group event throughout this year, especially some of these states that are a little more locked down than others. So, yeah. AJ's been phenomenal with that, and I'm. Super stoked. I, we haven't really talked us anyway about uh, the 2021 season, but I, I think that's killer, killer season. Can't wait to go back to Seminole right down the road. I'm going to try to start checking out that spot again here soon. And uh, I think every lake on that list is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, we got a few last minute questions. They're saying stay on, keep going, but we can we can take a few more quick questions. But are either one, either you guys planning on hitting Broken Bow or Dardanelle on that 21 schedule? Person asked. I don't think I am. I'm going to do Sam I, Rayburn out there, but I'm stay. planning on doing the first five events. I think, um, which would be Seminole, um, Watts Bar, which is right by the house, um, Broken Bow, um, Dardanelle, and then there was there was one more. I think. Oh, Hartwell. You got Hartwell. Yeah, Hartwell. It's close, and then probably Pickwick at the end. So I think that's going to be the, the six I shoot for, and maybe if I get a wild hair, I might drive up to Champlain because I've always wanted to fish it. Yeah. yeah, I'd like to do that. Just I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to the Susky. I had such a great time up there catching those smallmouth. Beautiful, beautiful river. That's gonna be one that I'm excited about. Obviously, Seminole. I kind of felt like I need to get some revenge on that that lake being semi-local to me. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's gonna be awesome. I told Jordan before we came on that I've got four within seven hours of me. Uh, a couple Good deal. Within, couple within three hours. So that's gonna be nice. Uh, so and Matt Scotch, he Scotch kind of talked to me last night about Broken Bow, and he kind of sold me on that one. He said that should be the right time of year to really see some big, big bags over there and some spawning fish. So that one's probably going to be worth putting on the list. It'd be a little early for the spawn there, I think. Uh, usually it's in April. They usually have a charity tournament there every year in mid-April. But it could be huge yeah. pre-spawn fish caught that week. And uh, Scotch, he started his uh, dang guy business from winning kayaks at that event. Yeah, like that's what he told me, yeah. 
three years. One or two outbacks and start his business. Yeah, it was insane. Uh, and there's been some you know heavy hitters from Texas come up and win that event a few times when back when it was going on. So I was glad to see Hobie go there with that charity event, kind of taking a step back with COVID and everything. So that'll be a fun one. And then the obviously they announced formally the TOC on Ufala uh, in November. That's going to be a phenomenal fishery. That's only four hours from the house and pretty close to Jordan as well. And uh, I know there's a lot of guys in Georgia and Alabama that their ears kind of perked up when they heard that one, and they started they started getting ready for the tournament season as soon as they heard where it was going to be at. I know Jim's fired up. Jim asked a random, yeah. random comment. I'm not even going to ask this question to you, Shane, unless you want me to. Did you see it? Yeah, no, yeah, I saw it. I don't, I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm healthy. I'm healthy as an ox. Healthy as an ox. Taking vitamins and getting vitamin D. You're good to go. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you follow is going to be good. Uh, the whole schedule is legit. I can't wait for the bass schedule to come out. It's coming out soon. Are, are you one of you guys fishing chick this weekend coming up? I'm yeah, sure I am. I had plans. I, so I'm I just, dreading it, but I am. You yeah, are. I, I don't. I don't think I'm not I, a big I got chick a lot fan. to do down here. That, that thing kind of low key snuck up and got like 160 anglers in it. I wasn't even paying attention. Yeah, it's going to be huge. So. Yeah, I, I think I heard the payout was going to be like upper upper sevens, like 78, 7900 bucks. So that's a, that's a that's another chunk of change going to be somebody winning. Yeah, I saw somebody on KBN earlier posted their their fantasy kayak fishing standings after this thing, and it made me think about the team I started for KBN. And I had uh, Ryan, Christine, and Jordan on the team who finished one, two, three this last uh, week. So I need y'all to go do the same thing at Chick, and maybe Team Cesspool can rise up. Win I, I'm glad they couldn't trade people midway through the year on that because I'm pretty sure I disappointed a lot of people in like the last probably month. So I, I, I'm glad they couldn't <laughs> trade people, but you know uh, I appreciate hey, y'all thinking. Uh, yeah, finish strong, right? That's right. I was hanging on, hanging on to the end. No, that's cool. But, uh, man, I appreciate everybody that watched hanging in there tonight. We had a huge audience, even with all the hiccups. Uh, once again, I'll take the blame. I heard there were some memes over on the group page. I'm going to go check them out when we get off here. Yeah, go, go see what's cracking off over there. And, Shane, it was good to have you back, man. It's great to be back, buddy. I'm finally off of uh, the evening shifts after a year. So uh, I'm happy to be able to tune in. Yeah, good to hang out with you guys. I think this may be more of a regular thing. That'd be all right. Uh, sure, sure. But, Jordan, thanks again, buddy. Congrats on the weekend. Hope you can go. Thanks, guys. I appreciate y'all having me. Good job, buddy. That was awesome to watch you guys. Obviously, that was the expectation leading into the championship, but you never know with that group of fifty guys. So, well, my my expectation was was for me to be one and Lambert to be two, but (laughs) things happen differently Uh, sometimes. But I'll I'll let it slide. It was still fun. Next time, next time. But uh, yeah, thanks again, everybody. And if you're listening on the podcast, please help us out and give us a review on iTunes. Uh, That'll help us get that little more traction over there on the audio podcast. But thanks, everybody. We're out of here. We'll check y'all next Monday, hopefully with uh, Jordan again after winning Chick. We'll see. Oh, yeah. Yeah, There we go. Let's go. go. We're out of here. See you guys.